tonight at the Chokesland Wrestling Report, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite. They came from Jacksonville, Florida, from Daily Place in an empty arena. And did the Exalted One showed up? Who is the Exalted One? The Elite and the Inner Circle battled it out for, for one man advantage on the Blood and Guts of showdown that should be coming up. We don't know when, but that's coming up soon. That and much more at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome back to an episode of the Joe Clan Wrestling Report. And tonight, of course, like I said to my introduction, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite that many people thought that they was going to be just the same way that Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown was going to be. An empty arena with no one there and wrestlers probably cutting promos and maybe showing revolution or bits and pieces of revolution. In order to have a show. And everybody underestimated AEW. And AEW um, upped the ante a little bit. And now I won't be surprised if, you know, they rival WWE. will do the same thing that what they did last night. But before I tell you what happened, we're going to go how the AEW Dynamite show started. We cut off, Cody, uh, Cody cut a promo in the middle of the ring. You really didn't see anything. It was mostly darkening with a spotlight on top of him. Then um, he talked about bloods and guts. and how, uh, But before he did that, he spoke about that we live in a world now where everybody's in fear. And that he was not going to be intimidated or what's going on in the world. As we know, know that the world pretty much, there's a lot of things going on with, with this virus stuff. And this epidemic has stopped almost every show in the wrestling industry. A lot of them cancellations. Um, um, the fact that um, WrestleMania was moved from Tampa to Orlando that caused a lot of cancellation with a lot of shows that depend on WrestleMania. Uh, the WrestleCon was canceled. The, uh, the Supercar of Honor was canceled. A lot of things was canceled. But AEW went and put their show in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, the Daily Place. And again, Cody cut a promo about he was not going to get intimidated by any of the stuff that's going on in the world, and he was not having it. So he talked about also about the blood and guts, about how people need to put their differences to the side and see if they could get together and be the elite. At first, foremost, Matt and Kenny came out. Kenny talked about how, you know, everything could be lost. Next week, there won't be a dynamite. Won't, probably won't be a dynamite. Who knows what happens? So they talked about how, you know, they, they want to come together as the elite. Um, they called out Hangman Page. Page came out, and he pretty much uh, they asked him if he was going to join them. He nodded, and he took a sip from his beer and walked back. So that's the way the show started with that promo. At one point, we had MJF uh, talking to Tony Schiavone. Then he talked about how he was going to relax and watch the losers and the Mitt Carters. Um, wrestle while he rests his body and then it looked like him and Sean Spears were uh, 
doing some type of gambling and Tony Schiavone questioned him. Uh, you guys are playing the gamble tonight, and he said, and, and fully because MJF said, "Oh, you want it in?" It was hilarious. But then you saw the the cool thing about this was that they actually had all the wrestlers from the roster sitting around around the ring. All the uh, you had the railing, of course, like viewers. There were fans there sitting down and watching the matches, which was cool. And pretty much, that's the way the ma- the show started. The first match was the Lucha Bros versus Best Friends. Brandy was doing the uh, the the ring announcing because I guess Justin Roberts didn't make it. He was not. Uh, they asked, I guess they asked if he want to come. He could come, but Brandy did the commentary. Orange Cassidy, of course, he was in the announcers team. So Trent and Ray Phoenix traded, started training blows in the beginning of the match. Uh, Best Friends. Um, but taking over most of the match, but then Lucha Bros charged, changed the match when uh, they double team, um, you know, uh, and super quick Trent Pentagon took control of most of the match. Chuck T almost decapitated Red Phoenix when he clotheslined him outside. Um, they kept wrestling outside. Pentagon took control of the uh, Trent when he threw him in the railing. Super kick by Phoenix on Chuck T when he tried to help um, Trent while he was outside. Uh, the hot tag for Chuck T and then. He um he double um clothesline uh did was it a double clothesline yeah double clothesline on Phoenix and did a double uh double super kick on the Lucha Bro, but the Lucha Brother was ready to do a um a package power driver on Orange uh on, I guess it was Trent but Orange Cassidy remember he was in the announcing table and he just he got up he distracted them and as soon as he distracted them. That's where Orange Cassidy took, uh, um, helped them because then um, they kind of interrupted um, the package power job they were about to do um, on Trent. And then um, next thing you know, um, he threw himself from the announcing table to the Lucha Bros. But that was not, that was, I mean, the confusion, everything was going on, led to Pentagon hitting a low blow on Trent. And then he they hit the package power drive anyway on Trent for the win. Afterwards, the best friend did a promo and they claimed that the Lucha Bulls are a bunch of cheaters and they challenged them for a street fight in the parking lot for the next AEW Dynamite. Now, you're saying why you say that next AEW Dynamite? Because probably we don't know where the next AEW Dynamite is going to be. It could be next week, it may not be next week. So, that's still up in the air. So, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. And the next match was a four, fatal four-way with Penelope Ford versus Riho versus Chris Stanley versus Sheeta. This match, pretty much, guys, it was more of who is going to be the next number one contender. Riho and Penelope Ford went at it, and and uh, Riho got thrown out of the match. Kip Sabian kept interfering in this match, and I and um, Chris Stanley and Sheeta had enough for him. They went outside, and then. They, 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 they bopped him over the head for his troubles. Uh, Chris manhandled Riho for most of the match. And, and Sheeta, you know, um, doing her thing. You know, she, 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 I think Riho at one point was in the corner. And Chris Danlander at uh, Sheeta to uh, suplex her on top of Riho. Uh, but then at one point also Penelope Ford. Uh, she hadn't, did not had a good night because she 
botched big time. She looked like she wanted to do a, uh, uncorrect, uh, Hura Karana, and she missed Chris Stanlander by a mile. And, um, that's, it was crazy. Kip Sabian, again, kept interfering, and he got, uh, dropped it, then he got caught a, a, a knee from Riho. Penelope, uh, Penelope, uh, hit a backwards Hura Karana on Chris Stanlander at one point. I think that's what she was probably trying to do earlier. But she tried to do a, a Horokarana and that didn't work. But this one worked perfectly as she did a black Horokarana. Sheeta, of course, ended up um, hitting Penelope um, for right in the jaw with her knee for the, for the win. So Sheeta is the number one contender, which I wanted that to happen for the bin longest. And she's the more suitable person that could go one on one with the, the, the native beast, um, Nyla Rose. This match shows pretty much, guys, uh, what uh, Hiroki Shida is all about. Um, I like her style. I like what, what she does. I think she was better wrestler because Chris Stanley is still green. Riho had the belt for a while, but she kept going back and forth to Japan. Penelope Ford is still green. I mean, she had a bad night. And after that, that match, that Coco Madden was doing a promo, and uh, he said something to the figure Kip Sabian Kip Sabian said something and Coco Bass said I'm still a wrestler and he smacked the bricks out of Kip Sabian and Sabian looked like he wanted to pace a Coco Bass but he ended up going uh, to the back then we had John Moxley interview with uh, I believe it was Tony Schiavone outside he was told that he's not medically clear uh, Moxley in return said that uh, well he doesn't want to get deal with cops or nothing he's going to take a ride to just cool off so there you go, the champion. And uh, and I'm surprised that John Moxley is not it's not gonna be part of the um the Bloods and Guts cage match. Um I mean I'm gonna tell you what happened um at the, the, the match, the main event, and I'm gonna tell you why then I'm gonna explain to you everything of why I feel that Moxley is not in the um, cage match. Which is I mean it's good because at the end of the day, you know, he don't need to be there. He could be. He don't need to be in the cage. He could be. He could cross the inner circle, the match. But then we had Butch and Blade versus Jurassic Express. That match was pretty good. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, Jungle Boy and Blade started off. Jungle Boy got caught with when he jumped over the roof for a body press. He got caught by but, uh, Butch and the Blade, and he got um, he got swung. Not that thrown, swung against the railing, and then Butcher and Blade controlled most of the match. Um, they made sure that Jungle Boy did not get nowhere near Mr. Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus then um, got the hot tag, and Luchasaurus did a moonsault on Butcher from the outside. But he he's too big to be doing that. First of all, I mean he's he's a huge guy. His knees landed on Butcher's head. But it's still, this guy's still good. I mean, he his kicks, his headbutts, he, he's an impactful guy. I, I like the way he does his thing. Um, Luchasaurus kept doing his super kicks on, on Busher. He hit the, him and, and on Jungle Boy ended up hitting the Jurassic Express move for them. And because, and I'm going to tell you why, MJF stopped Butcher and Blade from, they were about to do the finishing move where MJF, when I started screaming from the outside, remember there were wrestlers all over the 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 ringside area, but so like, like acting like they were the fans. NJF uh, distracted 
the Butcher and Blade and cost them the match because then afterwards, that's when Jiroxas spread hit their finishing move for the win. So, do not be surprised that Butcher and Blade now has some type of beef with MJF because you know these guys are MJF's hitmen guys, and you know that something to look forward to. We'll be right back after this. The next one was the promo. The Dark Order promo that everybody was waiting. The Exalted One was going to be revealed. Now, a lot of people were saying to themselves, and a lot of critics were saying, why would they expose the, the, the Exalted One on a day when you don't have fans to see that, who it is? You know, you, you would like to hit a pop, but we're living in a situation right now that we cannot be around, you know, each other, you know, the fans and the gatherings and all this stuff. Practicing, uh, I, I guess, social, what they call it, separation, whatever they call it. I, I, I forgot the name of it. But anyway, which it's annoying to me because I got my own theory about this stuff. But anyway, um, the Dark Order, the promo where you had Evo Uno say that his word is bond and the Exalted One was coming. And they kept saying they was coming and him and Sue Grayson were in the ring. Alex Reynolds and John Silver were outside again in the uh, sitting down watching the, the show. And once that happened, SCU interrupted um, Evil Uno and said, You guys are talking about the exalted one. There's no such exalted one. You've been boring us for months. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, a, um, a video started playing. And it was the exalted one. Exalted One talk about how he uh, does whatever he wants, whatever he wants to get, whatever he wants, he gets it. He talked about to JD, um, not JD, I'm sorry, uh, Christopher Daniels, how, you know, he's seen old people um, um, think less of him, and he, and Christopher Daniels would be the last old man to think about. He took a shot at Vince McMahon, which I loved it. He took a shot at Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon never had no, uh, no hope, no, no, no type of, uh, you know, he didn't think highly of him, and you know, um, he, um, he pretty much took a shot at Vince McMahon, so that was cool, and it, so the person I'm talking about was Brody Lee. Brody Lee was the exalted one. Brody Lee, if you guys don't know who Brody Lee is, uh. You're not familiar with him. That's Luke Harper, former member of the Wyatt family. Now he is the part of the Exalted One. Once the lights came up, he clotheslined, um, or he not clotheslined, but he gave him uh, Christopher Daniel a boot in the face, and then he took Christopher Daniel. Looked like he was doing Sister Abigail, but then he turned him around and clotheslined him. And you know, it goes to show you that now it looks like SCU will be fight, feuding with the Dark Order. But that's going to be too many guys. So I don't know if they're going to feud with other people. We don't know. That's going to be something to look forward to. Then they had the Jake the Snake promo where Jake the Snake, pro Snake said that Cody Rhodes um, is not taking him serious. And now he has to do what he has to do to uh, get his attention. And I thought that he was going to get interfered in the main event or something was going to happen with the... Uh, Lance Archer was going to interfere in the main event, but that was not so. Then they showed Lance Archer in this field, uh, like a mansion type or field, but Jake the Snake Road just sat down and watched the Murder Hawk 
Lance Archer destroy about 15, 20 wrestlers and beat them up. And uh, so that was a good promo, what they did. For those who are not familiar with him, well, you got to hang up uh, a little taste of what this guy is all about. Yeah, maybe some of you guys remember him from TNA, but this guy that used to be in TNA is nowhere the person he is now when he was Lance Archer. This guy, former IWGP Tag Team Champion. He was former United States IWGP Champion. He's a monster. This guy is a monster heel, and he, for a big guy, seven-footer, he moves. You guys are going to see it. You guys are going to see it, and you're going to love what he does. This guy's no joke. He's uh, he's not a, a, a walk in the park, and Cody Rose should take not take him lightly because this guy he can move in the ring. He flies like a cruiserweight, but he's a giant. He's almost seven feet tall. And then with Jake the Snake Robert as his manager, it's perfect. It's a beautiful, it's like a beautiful relationship, you know. Um, so you know, it's something for you guys to just pay attention. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the fact that Roley Lee. And Lance Archer are already there. That goes to show you what they've been saying. That by the time next, by October 2nd of this year, you're going to see a whole total difference of how AEW is going to be. So, we'll be right back after this. And we had the main event of the night, which was the Inner Circle versus the Elite. Inner Circle had um, Jake Hager and probably powerful Santana Ortiz against the Elite. Which it was Cody Rhodes, Matt Jackson, and Hangman Page. And this match was was gonna be one for the ages. Jericho was in the commentary along with Taz, along with um Excalibur and Jim Ross. Great I mean Talking about the commentating team, the commentating team tonight was very good. Because we had Taz in there. And Taz and Jim Ross and Excalibur makes it fun. I mean, they, they joke around a lot, but it's fun. I like the commentating team because it's like it's like they check each other, which I love it. Tony Schiavone was doing the interviews, which makes it even better. He's like the Gene Oakland when he was in WCW back then. So this was pretty good. I mean, I like the commentating team. Most people criticize Jim Ross because he forgets. But as time has gone by, the interview, the interviews, the, the, the commentating thing has gotten better. You know, and um, you can, but that this main event was going to be something for the ages. Santana um, automatically attacked Cody to start the match. PMP, which is Proud and Powerful, started double teaming on Cody. Hangman and Matt started to argue already in the corner um, because uh, Cody was trying to make the tag, and these guys are now arguing because who tag who. Um, so there already problem was happening. Um, Pace. Uh, Got tagged himself. Actually, Pete tagged himself in when Matt had control of the match. And then Hangman uh, took control of the match. Cody got attacked by um, by Ortiz and Santana. Inner Circle took control of most of the match. Cody hit the crossroad. But they were working on Cody for most of the match. Um, and Cody hit the crossroad on Ortiz. Cody throws Hager over the ropes. Um, but then you know, couldn't make the tag. Hager got caught with the... With uh, I think he what the hell he got caught. He got caught with the with the with the feet when he tried to do that um that Vader bomb move. He got caught with uh Cody Rose's feet and Cody made the 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 tag um on on Page. Page was taking um taking out the whole inner circle by himself. Ortiz got thrown to MJF at one point when that's when um 
I think it was Cody who threw him on top of that, and um, there was it was just a crazy thing going outside because that's when everything started. Then Santana rolled up Matt Jackson for the win, and I mean it looked like Hangman Page and Matt Jackson were on the same page before Matt Jackson got tagged. That they were double teaming, but then when uh, it looked like Hangman Page was about to do the buckshot lariat, he got pulled down by Jake Hager, and then Santana rolled up Matt Jackson, causing the the elite to lose the match and now they have they will not be the ones uh one man advantage going into bloods and guts but we don't know when this is going to happen and we don't know if there is going to be AEW dynamite next week uh but they uh they get the advantage for bloods and guts and then i don't know where jericho's over here bragging talking about how great they are and this and this and that uh Talk about Nick Jackson getting hurt, and then all of a sudden, a drone pops out of nowhere. The drone that a lot of people have seen in being uh, free to delete, and no other than free to delete. Once that 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 drone came down, Matt Jackson was talking about. You thought that we didn't, we were one man short to Chris Jericho, but he made a phone call to a guy who owned one, and out of nowhere, the panel started playing, and from nowhere came out Matt Hardy too close to show now overall this show was not bad not at all now, I mean it did way better than WWE and most people are going to be like oh but why are you taking shots at WWE well at first I thought it was going to be AEW was going to do the same thing that um, WWE has done they've done um, matches with no one in the um, in the seats and that's one of the things that I saw on Friday the first time. And I said, well, what they got all these rosters? Why don't they sit out there? You don't have to be closed. You could be sporadic. And guess what? AEW did it. And AEW having their roster right there. I mean, Ryan Santan made a freaking comment that make me really piss me off. Because I'm like, Ryan Santan is a, a, it's a WWE shield. And he's on the day payroll. He said... That AEW should have never done the show or brought out their rosters because you got guys who are like they old like Tully Blanchard and Jake the Snake Roberts. Which I mean, to me, I say, dude, just just have a seat. You you just don't know what the hell you're talking about. Just have a seat. I'm sure they got screened. Everything was fine. Just what WWE just made up a a uh, announcement that they screened their guys. I'm sure that Tony Khan is doing the same thing. So for Ryan Satin. To come and make a comment like that, dude, just have a seat. You are a shield. You you are a WWE shield. You should just just shut up. Don't say nothing. You just are annoying. So we'll be right back, and we're back just to finalize everything that uh, about this show. Plus a little bit of news that um, I I just happened to see earlier. Um, but let's go with the first of all again. The the AEW show was not bad at all. It was great. I liked the concept, the way they did it, at least for that time. They made me feel feel like interested in their show. Now, most of you may say, oh, but you're AEW, Mark. Again, you can call me anything you want. At the end of the day, um, the facts are the facts. And the facts is that, you know, um, AEW did great. But not only did they do great, but the fact that they went and... Brody and Brody Lee, he's out of the WWE contract. You got Lance Archer, now you got Matt Hardy. So, uh, the delete, broken Matt Hardy, that's going to be 
awesome because I'm sure they're going to get on map free creative and that's going to take off. And if you thought right now that AEW is hot, it's going to get even more hotter. But right now, because of all this is going on with the virus and all that stuff, so we got to wait. But once these fans start coming back to these arenas and, and everything goes back to normal, let me tell you, it's, it's gonna not going to look good for WWE. And I'm telling you that right now. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, you're always towing shot at WWE. Listen, right now WWE is going to do a two-night event with the WrestleMania in Orlando because they couldn't do it in Tampa Bay. They got plugged out, you know, out of Tampa Bay. And they're doing a two-night event just like they copy off New Japan Wrestle Kingdom two-night event, you know. Uh, but, again, that's, that's because... New Japan was smart. They figured, why not, uh, why not to give them all these matches in two nights? And their matches, to this day, I say right now, Wrestle Kingdom this year, I don't see any promotion topping what they did this past January. And speaking of New Japan, New Japan talked about the, the, the situation with the coronavirus. And, um, you know, um, President Harold Mage adjust the company plans amid coronavirus concern and possibly an AEW relationship. New Japan president Harold Maggi remained positive about his company direction from the coronavirus pandemic. Spoiler illustrated, Justin Barrasa spoke with Mage about just that, who believes pro wrestling is a beautiful way to bond in times of uncertainty. The coronavirus has impacted the entire world, said Mage. I will throughout our 50-year history, we have experienced and overcome numerous crises, not only emerging strong as an organization, but also as a good social beacon, bringing hope and excitement worldwide. New Japan Pro Wrestling sincerely believes professionals will once again unite us all very soon, sharing our passion for wrestling together. So, with him saying that, he brought up also um, about AEW. A question they always ask to men is the possibility of forming a business relationship with AEW and he gave an answer that didn't rule out such but didn't indicate anything either stating that loyalty is key with them and they plan to continue with partnership they currently have throughout our 50 year history we have a numerous relationship with other wrestling promotion said men's Japanese mentality is one of loyalty we work on the long term principle that once in you're in for a lifetime AEW has made tremendous inroads in establishing a unique brand of wrestling with the vision of what wrestling should be we continue to watch it with interest how AEW continues to evolve their brand. Though AEW is not one of New Japan's current partner, Mage is very pleased with the current relationship New Japan has with companies around the globe, which would mean uh, New Japan continues to have a strong relationship with Ring of Honor, and we foresee a relationship uh, including talent exchange to continue, to continue as have our relationship with CMML in Mexico, Rep Pro in the UK. All our partnership exp- help expand New Japan New Japan Pro Wrestling Global Footprint. So, as you can see right there, uh, what everybody's been wanting is AEW and New Japan to have some type of relationship. Now, a couple of months ago, I did do the video where I felt Marty Scroll is the key to bringing AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling back together. But, again, with all these things happening in wrestling, we don't know what's, what's when when. Any promotion is going to start, um, again, um, letting fans back in, uh, starting the whole stuff. Because right now, with this pandemic, uh, this pretty much squats everything. Uh, again, Supercar of Honor, 
which had a great card, had to be canceled. So did um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's um, um, New Japan Cup, the uh, full or was it the 48th anniversary show? So you know, Impact Wrestling Rebellion that looks like it's gonna get canceled. WWE's Madison Square Garden it was brought to WrestleMania that got canceled. So a lot of shows got canceled, and we don't know the the effect that this is bringing to us. You know, fam. I mean, we know the effect. I mean, a lot of us are pissed off because we right now there's no sports. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, everything is out. So not until this pandemic epidemic goes away, we don't know what's gonna happen. But right now, the only show in town right now is AEW and WWE. WWE again doing the two two night event in WrestleMania in Orlando. But that could also be canceled because if they have a major lockdown in Orlando. City lockdown, that's going to be gone. So right now, all we're looking now forward is to this um, WrestleMania, I guess. Um, I'm not too crazy about it, but I'm still going to cover it because it's it's not fair for, for for wrestling fans that follow me in my YouTube or my audio uh, podcast that I should not cover it. I'm going to cover it. I'm going to check it out. Go in there with a uh, right um, an open mind. Maybe it'll be entertainment. Maybe it won't. But we'll see. I just don't feel like that this crisis, if, if you know, if, if every other promotion has canceled, why not them? You could do this like in the summertime. You know what I'm saying? Or you could do that in June. And then you do SummerSlam the following year. But WWE is all about money. And that's all they care. McMahon cares about more about his pockets than the fans. I always keep saying it. But anyway, AEW did great. Uh, right now, I don't know if there is going to be an AEW next Thursday or next Wednesday, which means I may not do an AEW Dynamite review, but there's always wrestling news, and I'll try to cover as much as I can. As of right now, I am um, not doing a video this week uh, in YouTube, um, so that's not going to happen because well, there's not a lot of stuff going on in wrestling. It's just a little here and there, but there will be a order recording on Sunday so that I'm gonna see what's going on with that and see if there's a there's other little independent shows still doing a little thing like Game Changer Wrestling I think they plan to do a show this weekend I don't know how they're doing that but it's crazy but anyway guys thank you for supporting me on this uh, audio podcast um again you know thanks for all the people who are supporting my podcast and the Chunks Night Wrestling Report and of course I gotta give a shout out to my to my people's Turnbuckle Tabloid uh, Jay Santi and um, the Mook. Those guys are always showing me love. Um, even though we don't agree on a lot of stuff because that's the best thing about wrestling. And if you could have a, a decent conversation with somebody and have a debate about wrestling and be still respectful, that's it'll be great. But that's, that's the thing that should be happening in the internet wrestling community. But we know that there's people out here who just be talking nonsense, talking crap. Some of them don't know nothing. I call them basement dwellers. They live with, with their moms in the basement. So, and yeah, I said it. So, um, but again, uh, much love to the Turnbuckle Tabloid. Again, you show love to my boy, Vernick and the www.r32.store. He has a, uh, again, apparel. You can do any designs you want. Your sneaker, your hats, your, your, your drawers, whatever. He does it all. So, he should be able to... You can check out his website, www.r32.store, and check out his stuff and, you know, 
They got all the information, phone number from the store, all that. If you live in the New York State area and you're upstate, you can check him out. He's near um, the Highland Mills area. So, to you know, do your thing. Also, like I say, I have a, a Chokeslam Wrestling Report YouTube channel, Wrestling Podcast channel. You guys can check it out. The last one I did was like this past weekend that, that happened. Talk about WrestleMania, why they should have suspended WrestleMania. Oh, well, I felt that WrestleMania was gonna be not not gonna happen after New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor has canceled all the show. Why was WrestleMania still talked about happening? So you get a you guys want to check it out? The YouTube channel, go check that out. Check the rest of my videos. If you like what you see, subscribe to my channel. Hit that notification bell for new uploads and give me a thumbs up. That will help my channel greatly. And here the audio podcast. You'll be able to find that the link to this podcast, the audio podcast. If you check the top of my YouTube channel, uh, you will see the Facebook, a uh, Facebook, sorry, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then you got the anchor, which is where I'm coming from, and you can check it out and suit yourself. Until then, guys, you have a good weekend. Hope everybody stays safe out there, and hope to hear from you guys soon. Have a good night.